Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, are you ready to escape? Eric, we escaped our homes and we went back to the theater, baby. And do we have a story or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Day one. Day one of going back to the movies and just shit hits the fan immediately. Um, but yeah, today we will be reve- uh, reviewing... Adam Robitel's uh, Escape Room Tournament of Champions, uh, which is now playing in theaters everywhere if they are open in your area, which they are in our area now, Eric. Uh, on Friday, July the 16th here in Ontario, cinemas opened their doors to all the cinephiles and garbage people. Uh, so. Yes, I mean this is. I, I feel like the majority of this review isn't even going to be focused on the film. So we apologize to anybody who is coming in oh, to we'll listen get to it. Well, no, we like, will. But yeah. but I feel like a big part of this review specifically will be sort of focused on the story um, or the confrontation that you know transpired after uh, yeah. the film. Um, but for good reason, because. You know, I think you. I think you have a, a more passionate voice in sort of delivering what happened. But um, overall, you know, as much as is it, it was exciting to go back to the theaters. We had a great time watching F nine. The audience was completely respectful there. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a, both a surreal experience, having not done it since uh, August of yeah. last year uh, or late July, August. Um, and also very natural in, in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, having, you know, this grand sort of epic, you know, blockbuster projected on the big screen in proper masking and, oh God, and love it, sound yeah. and enjoying uh, one uh, Dominic Toretto's uh, family filled adventures. And mm-hmm. so go it, check out that review because we we also reviewed F nine and 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 uh, I I actually liked both movies we saw. Uh, this I I liked this as well. Um, but I'll get to that. So yeah, what Eric was teasing and what I you probably might have read my tweet thread yesterday. You can go read that if you want. And sometimes I just need to get it out, which is like I'm just going to tell people about this because like it's inside. Like Eric and I driving home, it was like it didn't bother me all that much. Like what transpired because i'm glad i said something um but then i'm also just like i i i then i doubt myself and go should i just learn to shut up and not say anything because it could get me in trouble or maybe in a dangerous situation which you never know who you're talking to like what could happen right so the story we sit down it's our second film of the day yesterday escape room tournament of champions you know a silly movie like not one that i care that much about but i'm like okay i enjoyed the first one i watched it a couple weeks back i'm i'm looking forward to watching this even though i'm not expecting much um and it's day one of going back to the movies here in ontario so i'm just like i'm gonna try to be patient with people like i don't want like you know, I'm I'm pretty vocal if someone's on their phone or someone's talking. I will go over and we've told stories before of like me getting up and going, hey, can you please turn off your phone or hey, can you please stop talking? And I'll always be polite but firm. And then sometimes that involves a confrontation. Sometimes people just go, oh, oh, and then stop. Uh, or they call me an asshole and then stop. And then you know what? I don't care as long as they stop. In Escape Room... Uh, the we get there pretty early because we it's our second movie and you can only get there 20 minutes early but we get into our seats theaters pretty we've been empty. sitting in my uh my car eating, yeah, wendy's, eating wendy's beforehand <laughs> so i ate chili and a chicken sandwich um 
And we got there and it's pretty empty. It's a 4.40 p.m. on a Friday showing of escape room. And we're like, all right, there can't be that many people coming to this. Um, you know, a couple, you know, young younger people come in like before the movie starts. And I'm like, okay, that's fine, whatever. Um, trailers play, th- movie starts about what two or three minutes into the movie i'd say even more than that it was it was 10 minutes it wasn't until after the cold open yeah so the first scene that this this family this group comes in i'd say family loosely because i'm sure that this is uh, a dad who's looking after you know his children and the the neighborhood kids it almost felt like you know he was sort of given parental responsibilities for that day but they come in at around 10 probably minutes 10 like, minutes and, and and within the movie we're not giving anything away but it's the scene on the uh the uh the the commuter train the subway train the, subway which is train. the main yeah. trailer yeah, yeah. yeah and so that's about a good 10 minutes in so i mean like not that there's a lot that you're sort of missing in those first 10 minutes because mostly it's a recap of the first film, which oh, I yeah, found almost just, kind yeah. of comical. But <laughs> yeah, then yeah. you kind of set up the characters, the the surviving characters of uh, the first film, uh, Ben and Zoe, played by uh, uh, Logan Miller and Taylor Russell, um, and sort of them making a road trip to New York uh, to, try to, to look into confront Minos. Minos right? Yes. Yeah. Not to be confused with Migos, uh, the band, yeah. which would be amazing yeah. if Migos <laughs> had their own game company. Um, um, so, so these, these people yeah. walk in. 10 minutes into the movie and that's already a bad sign right and then you're sitting there and every other row is blocked off and and there's supposed to be two big seats between each group of two right it's supposed to be two then a space of two and then another two and then a space of two so this group of it's five children and they and their and age range is somewhere from, between like seven eight to, to 12 or, yeah to 12 or 13 yeah they and, look pretty and, young First problem, escape room rated PG in Canada, so there's nothing you can really do there. Like, it's not even 14A, it's just PG. I mean, they had their dad or whoever this man was with them anyway. Um, but but this, still is in, film, in a, this is a film where people die via acid rain yeah. and are drowned like, in sand yes. and things like, like that. It's like a Saw movie, right? Like, But without the gore. But Well, it's like you so, said it before, it's a bourgeois Saw. Yeah, it is. It really is. Bourgeois. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyways, this group of five children like literally like eric said between the ages of seven and 12 and their dad or whoever this man is walk in and i'm like oh jesus christ here we go and then they come of course they're in our row eric of course they're in our row and then so like luckily at landmark now you don't really have to move your feet all that much because there's enough room for people to get by so this group goes by and i'm like i'm like oh no and then two kids sit right beside me which they're not supposed to and I'll, I mean, right away, I kind of turn and go, um, like with my hand out. And then this dad goes, you're not supposed to sit there. Get up. And then they like are talking. All of them are talking as the movie's 10 minutes already in. They get up and they all sit together. So not spread out like you're supposed to. I get that they're one group. So whatever. But they definitely didn't have all those tickets. They were probably scattered throughout the theater and just all sat together in this row because they were together. Um and you know what? In my head, I'm going, Matt, it's day one. It's escape room tournament of champions. Let's just leave it. Like, let's just let it be. It's escape room. I don't need to make a big deal. It's not like the a Marvel movie or James Bond or Green Knight or something I'm super pumped for. Like that. 
I don't need to cause a scene in the theater by telling this family to stop. Uh, Especially so we, when it's children, it's kind of yeah. like you give them the benefit of the doubt because if it's somebody that is of our age or teenagers or something like that, yeah. it's like one thing. But it's like, okay, they're they're younger kids. I'll be a little bit more tolerant and sort of. Mm-hmm. how i but i'm usually like that in that a kids movie this also isn't a kids movie no like, no if i'm seeing space jam and that's happening then fine or Even luca what ha- or something or like what, that and then what happens next is that the dad immediately on his phone like the, when the minute he sits down immediately pulls out his giant phone and is on it and then his daughters talking the sons or the the young boys are literally getting up, climbing over seats, running around the theater in bare feet, uh, spreading themselves. <clears throat> so at Landmark Theaters, there are recliner chairs, and you can put the armrests up. These young Great boys plug. are uh, are um, literally putting the seats up of two in the in the blocked off row where no one's supposed to be sitting in front of us. They're putting up the seats and lounging across like two seats each with their bare feet everywhere. And they're getting up and they're like running around the theater and crawling around. And uh, in my head, I'm like, Oh my God, Matt, just ignore them. Just ignore them and watch the movie. The movie's loud enough that like during the actual each room that they go into, it's a lot of loud noises and screaming. It's just like, okay, I'll try to tune them out and just watch this movie. Um, And I tried to be patient and I'm like landmark again. I'll keep plugging them. Like, I think it's great for this kind of stuff because every time I go now, I don't notice as much talking or people on their phones because you're in a cushy seat and each row is like pretty far back from one another that it, you're not so right beside each other that I notice unless it's the people literally right beside you. I don't notice uh, people on their phones as much and talking doesn't carry as much. Do you notice that too? Yeah. Or yeah, to an extent. Um, so I'm kind of just like, I'll ignore it and we'll watch the movie. Um, so these kids run around like maniacs, the whole movie, the father's not doing anything. The daughters are talking, um, throughout every, it seems between each escape room, just talking, um, maybe during, but I couldn't hear them as much there. And he's just on his phone the whole time. So we watch the movie and we'll get into our actual review in a second. There's not a lot to say about the movie. It's like, if you like the first one, you'll like this one. If you didn't, you're not going to like this. If you go in cold, you might like it or you might not. There you go. There's the review. Um, I, I, but I do like the production design and we'll get into that. Um, so anyways, the movie ends and I'm like, oh my God, they get up and they leave. Eric and I, we usually wait till at least the end of the credits, maybe the mid credits, or we kind of sit and we're usually like the last people out of the first people in last people out usually. Um, so we, I, we let them go. And then right after he leaves, I'm like, Oh my God, that was so fucking annoying to you. And then I turn over and I look at their section. Cause they're in our row garbage everywhere, just everywhere. Oh, it looked and like if, a bomb went off. Yeah, like it and, truly was like, they treated this place like it was, their living room or something like yeah. that. And, and that's the that's the experience that I felt because during the whole thing, I mean, there was a point where you actually got up and sat on the other side of me because I'm sure you were getting a lot of the light and a lot of the conversation. And I was hearing it as well to the point where it was completely taking me out of yeah, the experience. Of the, and then yeah. you had these kids <laughs> running around the theater and two of them at least taking their, their shoes off and touching seats that, you know, for all intents and purposes, weren't 
rented for the yeah. for the screening so who knows if they were properly cleaned afterwards and then on yeah. top of that you think of the people that are working there day one you know um having to come into this room with you know what looks like a jackson pollock painting splattered on the side of this uh one row one row and it just it looked it, it was <laughs> it was atrocious like it truly was like i you know i'm not I'm not like a clean freak in the sense that like I'm a, I'm yeah. a neat person in, in my own personal space, but I'm not going to be somebody that tells somebody else how to no. behave or act. And but this was like truly like, and what are I you, think, five? I know. And on top of that, like I worked at a movie theater before and I know like it's just so simple. And th- if they were there on time, they would have seen the pre-show that says, hey, please don't talk. Please don't go on your yeah, phone. And Emily not, not Blunt that the, and Dwayne Johnson <laughs> told like, us in a very appropriate manner while promoting yeah. Jungle Cruise <laughs> to turn um, off your cell phones and zip it. And and then they're like, and they, even the CEO of Landmark comes on and he's like, please pick up your garbage. How dare like, you? Bill just, Walker. <laughs> yeah. What a treasure. Um, and like, it's just such a simple thing and like such a courteous thing. Like that's common courtesy is my one thing that just... It, it, if people don't have that, it drives me fucking nuts. Because no matter where I am, I'm always thinking about the person who's going to have to clean up the theater or the person who's ringing me through the checkout or the person waiting behind me in the checkout. Like, I, I don't want to piss anyone off or I don't want to, like, I want to be courteous to everyone around me, or at least I try to. So then, especially in a movie theater, I'm like, it's so simple to just pick up your if you get some popcorn on the ground or some stuff then that's fine i'm not expecting you to fucking bring a broom and sweep it back up after the movie but like you have a, a soda cup and a popcorn bag um or or a candy bag which you can then put in your empty popcorn bag and pick it up and you're walking beside a garbage on your way out anyway that i'm like is it really your the first day back? All these people are getting paid minimum wage. These poor kids that like I mean I loved working at the movie theater and uh, I've cleaned the messiest theaters in the world and I get it during kids movies and stuff like that. But like it's so simple to just be like, hey guys, make sure you pick up your thing and bring it and throw it out on the way home as a as a parent. Um, anyway, so that just sent me over the edge where I'm like, that's a fucking like what an asshole and what like this family i'm like i cannot believe that and i'm sitting there and i'm just fuming but i'm like he's already left the theater so i'm like it is what it is but then and then i told you half jokingly i'm like if i see him out like after we leave i'm gonna say something and in my head i'm like i'm not going to Um, (laughs) here it comes um but we leave the theater and timing was perfect because we walk out and he left the bathroom and we crossed paths you think he washed his hands right absolutely not um we crossed paths with him right as he left the bathroom and sometimes it just i get taken over like this out of body experience where i'm like i'm so mad about people being dickheads that well, i we should can't... also make clear that you were you were not confrontational in the sense that you were looking for a fight you were just angry with how this individual and I told him, you, i'm like you could have cl- like i'm like you could have like basically what i said is like I, it was like not super aggressive but it was like telling him he's being an asshole yeah. of like hey it's day one of these things open. You could have cleaned up all your garbage if you left a theater and your kids were running around everywhere, man. Like, like, come on, dude. And then, um, so I said that to him as, which probably wasn't smart, but I'm like, you know what? I, I need to say something. Cause if no one, 
I think too many times in just society and and place in general, everyone is so timid and doesn't and wants to avoid confrontation. And I get it because it can be dangerous. It can you never know who you're saying something to. And in our situation, it got kind of scary. And for ultimately, a at the end of um, the day, like it's like it's like what is it going to yeah, solve? A hundred like, years from now, no one's going to care. But I hope he thinks about it. Like he remembers he won't. like, and he won't care. I'm sure but based on his reaction, he's not going to. Um, but you know what? I got it off my chest. I at least let him know he's an asshole. Essentially. I didn't call him an asshole. I just said, you could have cleaned up after your kids or told them to, and you could have like been a bit more respectful in the theater, dude. Um, and then he goes, what you say or whatever. And then, um, we kind of just kept walking. He's like, do you guys have kids? And we just kept walking. I never even looked back at the guy after I said, something. well, I called him selfish. Oh, did you? Okay, cool. I didn't hear that. So that's great. That's great. And then he's, proceeded i'm not gonna say the word because like i just i don't i think we should homophobic slurs is what he he began ranting uh, and raving as we were leaving like yeah as we were leaving the theater and then he went on to say some very vulgar things about sex in the parking lot and things like that and the thing that astonished me the most about all that is that he was like in in sort of ear range of these kids so yeah. these five or six kids that are and with maybe him, other people in the theater i don't yeah, know if and he's trying to follow us and sort of he's got his hands trying out to be intimidated up yeah. and things like that and, and we just, just didn't walk- even look back at yeah him. <laughs> and we're walking away and going to the car and he's saying these things and 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 i'm laughing to myself because it's like yeah. well he proves the kind of person that you'd expect him to be but at the same time i also kind of felt bad for for the kids because totally, yeah. they're hearing this man say some really horrible, hateful, vile and basically telling the kids that that's okay to do. Yeah, and 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 again, like I don't know if all of these kids are his. Like it almost feels like again he's like looking after them. But then I also thought to myself like, you know, if we have any LGBTQ+ plus listeners, I feel like I'll yeah. never know the feeling of, of of feeling, you know, uncomfortable or in danger yeah. in that situation. But having that little exposure to it, I was thinking, like, how does somebody deal with that on a daily basis? I know. And I'm so sorry. I felt I felt that way too. That it's just like we're not, you know, we're two straight white males and um and it was a horrible feeling. And I could only imagine having to deal with that, like if it happens on a whether a regular basis or or in any time, just any time and, and feeling like you're worthless and like not, not even saying like, to me, it didn't, it just proved my point. And it was scary for a moment because he started following us and he wouldn't stop. And he kept yelling these horrible things in public, which shows you that he just does not give a fuck. Um, obviously, which was proven in the theater. He's irresponsible um, and self-centered. I mean, that's what it really and, comes yeah, down to. And a homophobe and, and an intolerant asshole. And I said, it's unacceptable. And like uh, leaving your garbage and letting your kids be disrespectful in a theater and you being disrespectful on your phone is one thing. Um, but then what he proved afterwards was just that he is truly a horrible piece of shit. And that yeah, like- big and yeah and and it just completely you know validated everything i was thinking and and what i said to him and i'm glad i said it even if it was scary for a moment um afterwards because like you know I, I can hold my own i'm like i don't know what this guy is gonna do but like if he was to jump me or something okay i'll figure it out but like i'm not that like throughout my whole life i've gotten in situations like that just because like i i don't know when and I mean, in a respectful way, like usually when I get in trouble is because I'm sticking up for someone or I'm 
calling someone out for shitty behavior. Um, but and, we kept walking. We weren't looking for yeah. a fight. We weren't looking no. for and like I it was, said my it was a heat of the moment like, kind of thing that you said. And again, like you weren't. I mean, it was it was it was enough it was to a, provoke yeah. him, obviously. But it yeah. was weird because, like, he, the way that he reacted to it, I think was worse than what you said you didn't yeah, use any yeah. bad language or... i didn't call him an asshole i didn't no. like yeah i literally just let him know that what he left in there and what they did during the movie was not cool and because you called him on it he took a he just right? uh, and he went he went ballistic and again and, it's um, it's so like it, i it just i keep thinking of those kids for some strange reason yeah who, like you know they were they weren't great in the theater. They weren't well behaved, but you know, like them hearing that, I, I, I wonder. But without a, a, a parental figure to tell you, hey guys, you shouldn't be doing that. Like I don't really like the kids. I don't know whether they know better because if their parents have never told them not to do that, then how do they know that that's not respectful? I right. Don't know, and again, because like, a lot of them are quite young. Like there was only a couple of them that were probably like of the age range where they probably should know better. Where like there was a couple that felt like okay they, they these are truly children in this movie yes. that's rated PG like even young, though the two it is girls an R rated like, film <laughs> dude it felt like the two um younger uh girls who saw the movie were like watched the first one at home and it was like you know it's a horror movie but it is in that PG13 range but it still so is like, intense for a is. younger age group like but I, I understand like, being a 12 13 year old like I've watched worse movies and I might have like I snuck into saw or whatever when I was younger and um so I understand that it almost like they asked their dad or whatever to take them but then the dad had to take the two young boys who also just didn't want to go see this movie and instead of like plopping them in space jam or something like that um they all went to see escape room and the two kids weren't even like the two younger boys weren't even paying attention to the movie they're just running in and out of the theater up and down the rows and like it just felt like – and this is what I mean by – like I don't think that it will weed these people out. But why I talk about day-and-date releases on VOD being important is like – So we I don't get, have these situations. Yeah. That people, like, this, people like this – so people like that can actually watch that movie at home and not interfere with yeah. people that want to actually physically go out and watch the film. Because obviously, you know, we, we're at a time where – you know, things are starting to open up again. We're in phase three in Ontario and, and around the world, things are starting to go back to quote unquote normal. So people are, are automatically, you know, there is an anxiety or tension that is like, you know, you're, you're going to the theater, but you're also still thinking, okay, I got to take the proper precautions. I got to have a mask or be double masked. I have to have uh, sanitizer with me. Vaccinated. Um, yeah. Be, va like... be vaccinated, double vaccinated. Um, do I want to buy something from the concession stand? Because, mm. you know, I'll be exposing myself further that way. And, and so people are already, you know, there's, there's already a heightened tension or anxiety there. And then on top of that, you know, the idea of watching a movie like this, a film called escape room is escapist entertainment. You want to be taken away for 88 minutes and enjoy yourself. And yes, there were always people that were bringing in loud and obnoxious children or on their phones. Oh, or that's, talking I mean, the that's, the that's never you... going to change. No, but the idea of date and date gives 
those people the opportunity to just to, stay the fuck home if they exactly. don't actually care about going to the movies and they'll like, save money because like you look at what he spent a hundred dollars on all those kids probably yeah no, like, and not just on the tickets but on the concession the stand stuff that they left yeah so he would have been saving money uh i can't believe we're giving like we're, we're giving tips to a homophobe but like yeah like that would have that would have made the experience for him probably a lot easier because he could have just been on his phone doing whatever and the kids would have been you know running around and jumping around at home and the people at the theater who paid money and wanted to watch the film could watch the movie yeah and and that's it i mean that's why i'm an advocate for it and i love going to the movies but i think ultimately will it hurt multiplexes sure um but i just think everyone needs to pivot and like maybe you don't need a 24 cinema theater multiplex maybe it's only 10 cinemas or like or it's only three or it's two and like more independent theaters grow up and we've or blow up and we've um not blow up i mean like you know open up um I just, we've talked about it time and time again, and this just like being day one at the movies and, and having this happen, one doesn't surprise me. Um, it's the shit that I did not miss about going to the movies is because it's a crapshoot. You buy a ticket to a movie and you have no idea who you're stuck inside that room with talking it's, about escape room. It's, it's less like, of a crapshoot if you're going to save the light box. Yes. Not that they're exempt oh, from that happened. either because happened, it has yeah. happened, especially in promo screenings and things like that. But the light box, if you go to an art house cinema or if you go to a cinema tech, I think premium cinemas too, like IMAX, VIP, things like that. Too. Yeah. You're going to get people that you price are really those people there. Out. Yeah. You're going yeah. to get people that are there because they want to Not be to there be an for the experience. snob or anything. No, like- no. But, but like, I remember seeing a kid's movie at TIFF. It was a studio Ghibli film um, from up on Poppy Hill, which is not a very good movie, but there were kids there and these kids were amazing. These <laughs> yeah. kids were like, burgeoning the best behaved, you know yeah. cinephiles like these yeah. kids were going to be amazing growing up yeah and i was so taken aback by you know like how good these kids were and and so it's not again like we're not trying to stereotype it just to children either so you know like it, and it's it, fine man like again remember when they pitched that idea of having a children's theater where there's like a playground at the front i'm like i'm all for that well shit. they do Give have some options. of that for for already for young moms right yeah, like, totally, like moms yeah. that want to go to the theater yeah, yeah. At, at like you know 10 with lighter sound and, and the lights yeah. on and stuff like that and that shit is great and more options is what i'm talking about like more accessibility to this stuff kind of lets people have the experience that they want. And, and I'm with you. If you go a Thursday night to a Marvel movie in IMAX or VIP or even a normal one at landmark, um, those are the people who really want to see the movie. They went on, bought their tickets early before it sold out. And those people want to see the movie. It's when you go to an escape room at four 40 in the afternoon when you might, you know, it's just people who are in the area and they're like, guys, the movie theater is open. Do you want to go see something? And then this guy comes in and he's a fucking asshole. And, um, it's just, it happened. It's a tale as old as time with the movies. And like, I'm just all for giving Beauty people the option. The yeah. Beast. Uh, yeah. Um, and I just want to give people the option and just like, I, it's not going to kill cinemas. People who want to go to cinemas will still go. Will it drastically change it? 
Yes, but, but I think it's not gonna... at least at the moment. So, so we're getting like this is again. You know, we'll talk about this maybe more on on the next regular show. Yeah. But like you look at both, um, you know, the Cineplex app and Landmark website. There were sold out screenings for films that are available on VOD now for films like Black Widow, A Quiet Space Place Jam. Two, and Space Jam. So you know, even if you know, the option is there to watch it at home. There are oh, Burnham's inside. But yeah, there are people <laughs> that want to still go to the theater no matter what. So I think ultimately the hybrid experience of the day and date. Yeah, there might be uh, some people that won't go because of that, because it's 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 more convenient to them, which I think that's which is nothing great. wrong with that. Yeah. It's great. Again, sometimes it's better to watch something at home, especially when you have children and <laughs> yeah. you're thinking like, OK, I want to watch this movie, but you know, do I want to take those those kids to go yeah. and see that? They're not they're not conscientious of that. Usually, people are very self centered. They're not thinking that way. They're thinking, well, I have kids. I need I need to you know do my thing and be entertained at the same time. And you know that's unfortunately the world we live in. And people like that exist. People are you know hateful, bigoted assholes. But I don't think it's going to end multiplexes because clearly you're seeing people like you know, as the theaters are reopening, that there is an interest in seeing movies that they can watch at home. In yeah, a I think it'll just change it. It might have to scale down a bit, but like, even then, like we're, we're in, I think we're in need of a, of a, of a change. And we've talked about it for a while and like this, uh, we'll see how it all nets out because I think it's, it's harder to take those options away from people when you give them the option, because people are going to now go, well, I wish I had that option. And if Disney sees that black widow, you know, made them $80 million in theaters and 60 million on Disney plus, they're like, this could work. But then you see the drop off this weekend for black widow, supposedly. Um, and maybe it's affecting it in different ways. So we're really just going to have to see, but, uh, we spent a half an hour on the story before escape. So our room review where- of escape room, um, I'm going to give it uh, a tournament of champions three out of four. Yes, five. Yeah. So am I, um, uh, we don't need to go like too deep into it. I think it's pretty much the same movie, um, which isn't necessarily, you know, a negative. It's just, uh, you know, I love the, uh, elaborate kind of set pieces and the production design of yeah, Edward room Thomas's and- production design is the star of uh, both of these films, um, especially this one. There's some there's some yeah. really well sort of uh, laid out art direction and and production design that you just kind of like oh wow they really spent some time on you know building these sets and thinking about how you know the characters would interact within the environment yeah. and, and the puzzles themselves right yeah, yeah and 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 again like the the best stuff of this movie is putting these characters in a harrowing situation that they have to get out of and they have to you know think clearly race and rationally while racing thing, yeah. against time as you mentioned and and like there's like there was a tweet online that i read that i thought was really funny and i and i apologize to whoever it is that i didn't get their name um but it's it's like you know like this is a a, a smart movie because you have characters having to proofread uh advertising yeah. and like <laughs> yeah. that's like and that's like that's why it makes it you know bourgeois sar or bourgeois yeah. um yeah. and and so like those are the things that you kind of like and you get sort of enveloped engulfed in, in the situation yeah and, yeah and also on top of that, I, I maybe mentioned this when you sort of talked about it on the regular the show, reviewing show, yeah. the, the first one. I think getting someone like Taylor Russell, who's just on the cusp of becoming 
a, a big, big star. name yeah. with, you know, having been in the first escape room and been in uh, Waves, the Trey Edward Schultz movie, and is going to be in the new Luca Guadagnino film, uh, Canadian actor, really talented. She's giving in both movies oh, like, her all, a yeah. real honest, sincere performance that is like you look at like again there's nothing wrong with anybody in in either of these films like i think everybody's doing what they're supposed to do oh yeah but it's it's almost like taylor like you, you, you don't, don't have, have you don't have to give this good of a performance in this yeah. movie. You could phone you could phone it in or just like you know like. But she is doing really really great work here for a film that it like for all intents and purposes is you know a throwaway popcorn movie. Um, so like that that'll be interesting again. Like the way that like you see the first Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis and mm-hmm. think like okay well you know like this is where they got their start and and this is kind of what you feel with with taylor russell who's been in some stuff before escape room as well but this kind of feels like oh wow like you you this this film these two movies really really lucked out i think my biggest problem with the film is just that you mentioned it's 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 again very repetitive but i Mm -hmm. also think that this should have been like this almost feels like it should be the fourth or fifth movie yeah, in the franchise. Yeah, when you have all the you should have had different casts in each movie. Yeah, almost, because and like because not that you care necessarily too much about Zoe and Ben with the exception of Taylor Russell giving a good performance. I think Logan Miller's good too. Yeah, like, yeah, as and, Ben. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 they're both both good and I kind of like that his character is really dealing with post traumatic stress yeah. disorder in a way that it's, you know, keeping him up at night and giving him nightmares. Like I think that that actually is something that wouldn't be explored in you know, these kind of, yeah. And these kind of movies, but like yeah. it is thoughtfully done. And especially because it is coming off the heels of the first one, but these other characters that you have, what I like about them is that none of them are bad people. Yeah. Um, even though sometimes that actually adds something to the dynamic. If you have one that's kind of like screwing things yeah, up for yeah. the rest of them. And there's, there's a moment of that, but the person that does it isn't a bad person. He's, he's actually trying yeah. to think of everybody else. He just, he, he does it in a way that's, you know, not he's he's run he's rushing into things yes 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 but i think with i think what would have made this movie better or at least you would have been emotionally invested in them is if you were rooting for certain characters that you saw in other movies in other movies yeah because if you had spent you know a whole film with (laughs) you know a priest character or you know a guy that's always late to meet his wife or you know a, a woman that you know has a, a, a sort of a, a, a illness, nerve, a yeah, nerve like a, that, that yeah. you know, she, she doesn't feel, feel pain. pain. Yeah. Um, she doesn't feel pan either in one scene yeah. <laughs> uh, or stove in this case. Um, but I, I think if those characters had their own individual films and all of them were brought together for this movie, then you would be kind of, there would be more of an emotional sort of connection to them. Then you'd be like, oh, crap, like that was my favorite character of this franchise. I agree that that's probably the biggest negative of the movie is that you call it Tournament of Champions. Each one of these persons, uh, people won a game before and they kind of glance over that. And I love the line of, what is this, some sort of Tournament of Champions? And I'm like, (laughs) yeah. I'm like, um, but that's where you again, get Leo DiCaprio in Once yeah, Upon a Time yeah, in Hollywood, exactly, like tournament champions. Yeah. And um, I just have fun with these movies. Like, I, I, I'm so surprised because I watched the first one two weeks ago. But um, and 
I guess to no one's surprise for being a fan of saw that I'm like, Oh, these are just slick saw movies. Like that, like even the, the Minos voice thing sounds like jigsaw. It could point. have been and Tobin like, bell. Yeah. Like it's just, it really is like, Hey guys, what happens if we made saw, but made it way less grimy and like way more slick looking and like, uh, and you know, and escape rooms themselves are fun. So like, the movie, even though it's horrible because people are dying and stuff like that, like yeah, each you do movie, hate though, Minos, yeah, even though they're they're a faceless organization, and it's ridiculous, like it's just absolutely ridiculous, and that's where the stupidity of it all comes in and the suspension of disbelief. You kind of just have to buy into it of this like mega like secret organization that's building these elaborate escape yeah, rooms like, that why can are kill they doing people. It? Like, what's and, their like, what's their what's their purpose? Like, but but yeah. again, I, I don't think it's any more outlandish than Vincenzo Natelli's Cube, where you sure. have a group of people who are put into this sort of cube and having to go from room to room and escape what's being presented. I really to them. should watch that because I feel like I'd really you like would it. <laughs> you would and and it's one of those Canadian movies where like I feel like both saw and escape room owe a debt of gratitude yeah, to it yeah. but it's the same thing where like the people that created the cube it doesn't matter ultimately yeah, no it's- it really doesn't and like it, so when you get into some of that stuff of like zoe's character trying to figure out like what minos is doing and why they're doing it and like trying to take them down like that stuff's maybe not as interesting as each room in the other than taylor russell like, delivering herself, a performance yeah. where it's like you know we got to hold these people accountable and 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 you it's believable and i like her a lot yeah. it's just you get in into it and when you start kind of thinking about it too hard you're like this is really stupid <laughs> it's but so elaborate like like, yeah, like the, like the way that minos you thinks like seven steps it. ahead yeah and you almost appreciate it where it's just like that's kind of fun because it's so silly it's kind of like fast and furious in a sense where you just kind of like go you know what i understand what this universe is and like even as stupid as it gets i kind of buy into it and um I just think it's kind of fun seeing the characters in each room try to solve the puzzle and and how elaborate and and ridiculous these rooms get and um uh, I've been playing a lot of like even at home escape rooms that use like cards and stuff with Nevis and Sarah my sister and my fiance um and I I've done a few of them in person and they are a lot of fun and then I'm just watching this movie going Man, I like Hollywood Horror Nights at Universal or something. I know it's a Sony movie, but they, they license different horror franchises. Like doing a legit escape room from escape room would be like a blast. And I think that's what I mean. Like, I think this is just one of those movies that you can not shut off your brain because it is actually kind of fun to try to solve the room with the cast as they're doing it in real time yeah in real time and then also just seeing them get the solutions like even if there are leaps in logic of how they get to certain things or how they thought of these things so quickly um it is is a lot of fun and i think that's kind of you know I, i don't expect like masterpieces from these movies much like the saw movies but like I just kind of have these are masterpieces um, compared compared, to the saw films i agree and i like the saw movies right like um I really do just feel like these are bourgeois uh, saw movies, bougie saw movies, and like, yeah, (laughs) bourgeois. And I and I dig them for that. So um, 
Yeah, I, I would love like and I'm surprised that the budget is like it looks more expensive than fifteen million dollars. Well, it's and all like, it's all the production design. Yeah, like it really then, does look like they, they they had the money and time, even though the production itself does kind of feel rushed because it's almost like with the first escape room movie, it's like, oh crap, this was a success. Like yeah. we should make this into a series because it's also very cheap to make. Like, you know, there's not a lot of name actors in it. And, and it's know, just such Adam a- Robitel who directed one of the insidious yeah. movies before this um like it, it, it's it has all those qualities that you'd expect in the saw movie but for some reason or another the production value is much higher it's so much higher and you don't need to rely on gore and stuff no. right like it's very light it's violent that stuff. It, it's, it is yeah. it is violent at times disturbing I mean, like, at it, times, like we, but... we mentioned this with you know bringing kids to this like this is not a movie made for for little kids like even though it's pg in canada yeah there's a sequence in this movie involving acid rain that i was like wow this like even though like it's not as visually disturbing as maybe if it were in a saw movie or a horror film totally but the 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 idea is there and i think it's enough to sort of scar a younger child that sometimes works better right and i think that's why your imagination exactly and you know what happened but you don't need to show every little detail and you and these movies really should be focusing on the rooms and the puzzle and i feel like that's why they're so smartly crafted is just because you know, even when you see the behind the scenes of them in both the first movie and this one, um, it's so it's such a you know, you can see in your head how you make it into a movie because each room is built into this like basically this you know soundstage. So you can literally just do that on a soundstage, and it's just you can work with that with LED walls with just the production design, and it's so smartly crafted that I think that it's a perfect thing that Sony could. You know, I feel like they should just run this into the ground just like any other horror franchise. Yeah, like, I mean, the, I, the problem with this one, and, and I don't want to spoil anything, I don't know how many more movies you can get with with Taylor Russell because I feel like- I think it, you maybe this, get one more and then that's Maybe, yeah, because I, I feel like after the Luca Guadagnino movie comes out, Bones and All, where she co-stars with uh, Timothy Chalamet, that, you know, she's going to move on. And, yeah. and, and I feel like, you know- Zoe I think you get and Ben one are quote unquote the faces, even though it's really the concept yeah. that is and the production design that are the stars of it. Where you yeah, don't, I think you could keep going that. without her. Like, but uh, I think she's the best part of this. I agree with you. Performance and I think, wise, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think you can get away with maybe because she shot that movie and it hasn't come out yet. So you could shoot one more with her just to do a trilogy with her, complete her story, and then I think you could keep doing these movies with you know like unknown casts for the most part maybe or you find a another actor, actor who can do yeah. like another three films because yeah. if you look at horror franchises usually horror franchises that continue on again going to saw going to friday the 13th they're within say like five to six to ten movies there usually is almost like a trilogy or a series within that whether it be you know like the tommy jarvis stuff in the friday the 13th movies or even like with the first for saw movies right like those movies kind of feel like they are of an arc or the first three of them yeah the right first three, where yeah where you know like you could do the same thing with escape room moving on like you could find or like even with the purge films like frank grillo's in a few of them and he's yeah. not introduced until the second movie so you know like you can always bring in other actors or, or what have you and sort of 
basically structure a, a mini arc over a course of three films. Yeah, or four there's films. another actor in this that you could keep going with as well. That might be, you yeah. Know, like, but again, and, it all depends on like yeah. scheduling and like if that if that person wants to continue to do it because you know that is something that you have to kind of consider. Or you can recast. Obviously, um, these movies but usually again, do think, recast. Sometimes. And I feel like it's it's like we talked about. It's really about the rooms and stuff yeah. like that. That I don't think that like I again love Taylor Russell, but um, I feel like the movies would be fine if they moved on if she has bigger and better things to do which i totally understand um but anyways i yeah i had fun with it uh, even with you know we spent half an hour on you know the unfortunate aftermath of our experience and e- even with all those distractions still had a pretty good time uh these movies obviously aren't great it is very repetitive but you know what the production design the puzzle design Taylor Russell's performance, I think, all kind of carry the movie to be, you know, pretty enjoyable. So, I even like, like I, the little cubes that they send out more yeah. so in the first movie because yeah. obviously, you know, having mentioned Vincenzo Natelli's cube, yeah. but they also remind me of the puzzle boxes in Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. almost feel like the next Hellraiser movie, like they should, or like the series that's coming yeah. uh, on HBO, they should have. Uh, Adam uh, Reptel uh, yeah. direct one of those yeah, episodes just to kind of be like, but there is something that I am curious about. I'm, I'm looking at like a lot of the, the, the crew came back as well um, for, for this film, but like you look at uh, the cinematographer, uh, Mark Spicer, who directed or was the director of cinematography for the first movie um, shares a co-credit this time around with George Amos and George Amos on his IMDb page this is the only thing he has. So I'm wondering if Mark uh, Spicer came back or not to shoot any of the, of the original or of the new film or, or was it just, that just all the original from the, yeah. from the original movie that, that, that there's a certain percentage that if they use it, he has to be co-credited because they do use a lot of footage from the first movie to recap people on what happened. And, and it's almost like, it's almost like a time thing than anything else. It's like, guys, we got to fill this movie to like 88 minutes. So like, what can we do? Let's do a recap because we don't know how many people watched the first film. Yeah, and if yeah, you haven't yeah. watched the first film, it doesn't matter because you get the recap and yeah. basically all the, the I main think you points. should, but yeah, I, I feel like you could just jump into this and they literally give you the first movie in three minutes or yeah. something like it's like a previously on escape room and it's yeah. like shows you. And again, everything. horror movies did that in, in oh, totally, the eighties yeah. and nineties where like f- to fill time because they have to re- required to, you know, make it into a feature, you know, they would kind of push that by extending the, the end credits and adding sort of recaps. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I kind of weirdly enjoyed, even though it's like, well, you know, you just watched it, and I just rewatched the first Escape Room, yeah. so I don't need to see this. But, but if I you also hadn't understand, seen it in a couple years, it's yeah, great to have that kind of stuff. Exactly. I actually do, or if you it. haven't seen it, so yeah. it also works for you. Yeah, uh, both three out of fives for both of us. Uh, quite enjoyed it. Uh, quite enjoyed our return to cinemas, even if a bigot yelled at us um so it is what it is um thank you all for listening uh like we mentioned we have actually a metric uh ton of reviews for you guys this weekend we have four or six different reviews all coming out this weekend because with theaters opening eric and i were able to kind of catch up with things that we weren't able to see so you have a review for f9 that we finally got to see which we briefly mentioned at the beginning a quiet place part two which we did watch at home because it's available to stream now but we finally got to watch that 
Uh, you have this escape room review. We have uh, Pig with Nicolas Cage, uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, uh, Fear Street, all three movies we have reviews for right now, but our the newest one, part three, 1666 is up. Um, so tons and tons of reviews over on Untitled Movie Review. So right here on this channel, um, thank you uh, for listening. I know we spent a long part of this, but sometimes those stories are even more interesting than the, the review themselves. So um Cause I feel like this movie is kind of, unless you're going in, like you said, without seeing the first one, I feel like you kind of, you're going to know how you're going to feel about this. <laughs> yeah. It, it, like um, there, there's nothing that's going to change. Like this is a movie that you're either going to enjoy for what it is, or you just won't have any reaction to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, uh, please go check out the Untitled Movie Podcast, which is our main show. Go subscribe to that. We'll have a new draft, our 95th draft coming out very soon, as well as Untitled Movie Conversations. We have a great new conversation up with Phantom City creatives Justin Erickson and Paige Reynolds. Uh, so please go check that out as well. Drop us a review if you would be so kind. Um, follow us on Letterboxd at our HQ at Untitled Podcasts. All of our social links are there. All of our reviews, all of our lists, all of our you know personal profiles, everything's over there on Letterboxd. Everything you've ever wanted to know about yeah. Matt and I is, is right basically there. there all of our crappy opinions and, um and everything so uh thank you all for listening as always my name is matt Rohrbeck. you can find more of my work around the internet uh but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com and you can follow me on all those social medias at matt Rohrbeck. and i'm eric marchin you can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinema scene and on the social medias at em6211 until next time bourgeois song <laughs> bourgeois <laughs>